The following program is brought to you by the 511 Media Group. This program is available on iTunes, Spotify, the 511 Media Group YouTube channel, and 511mediagroup.com. Welcome back to the Play It Loud podcast. I'm Rich. I'm Bree. Ah, uh, you were supposed to go on, <laughs> not Ryan. Ryan's back on vacation, and uh, we are here for a bonus episode. Uh, we are doing a review of the Disturbed, Falling in Reverse, without Falling in Reverse, Beartooth, and Dorothy concert uh, we attended in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So let's just address the elephant in the room, first of all. Mm. Falling in Reverse was not there. No. You know more about the situation because you follow him on Instagram. You follow Ronnie on Instagram. What happened? Something with his vocals. I don't know. He's been sick. I don't know if he's back. Well, they've been per- they performed after that. So Well, they performed two shows after that. <clears throat> that was May f- that was May 4th and they did they canceled three shows, the one before that, that show and the one after. And then they've canceled a couple since. Oh, I haven't seen the ones they've canceled. But so <clears throat> all I know is that his voice, uh, his vocal cords are kind of messed up. So it is becoming a trend. Um, there are several bands that have canceled lately. Um, we were supposed to go to a Bad Wolves concert uh, in Wisconsin. They've canceled their tour. Uh, their lead singer is going through some medical issues. Uh, and then the Welcome to Rockville um, down in Daytona, uh, Miles Kennedy had to cancel because he uh, was also sick so it's you know i think we talked about this in a previous podcast i think it's a it's not an epidemic but it's it's happening a lot more because with two years of covid and nobody really touring and the fans demanding more and more and more and then packing more and more into their tour they're playing a lot more dates than they probably would normally Um, i mean for alter bridge i think this is their third leg of the tour they had the uk tour and then they had the first leg of the ponds and kings tour and this is the second leg and so that's a lot of touring in in the span of a year less than a year falling reverse is doing the same thing they toured last summer they did the fall and now they're doing spring and it's just it's a lot for somebody to be expected to do that you know every day or every other day so you're saying that it was wear and tear on his voice or laryngitis, or... He claims something happened in the... Um, I know I told you that story that he posted about, but he was at some kind of arena that was a hockey stadium. You said something about moisture in the air? Something that, like, messed up his vocal cords, and, you know, he got a lot of shit for it. But, I mean, it does more damage if you're already hurting to keep performing. So while I get it, and it's disappointing... If you want the artist to prolong things, they need to take the break. Do you think it has anything to do with the fact that he, you know, some bands, I'll back up a second, he he does both the singing and the screaming, so to speak, and the rapping. Yeah. There are bands that one singer will do the singing and one singer will do the screaming. Um, or you have like but from Ashes more, to New, you've got like two modern. guys. What's that? That's more like of a modern thing. You know, I mean, like Linkin Park was one of the only bands that actually really did that for a long time. But I don't think you had as much of the of the screaming or the 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 wear and tear on the voice that way. Uh, and some of these guys that do that, they're having issues with their voice. 
So I think maybe it has a lot to do with that as well. That, that's just my personal opinion. I think it has a lot to do with it when you're when you're putting that much strain on your voice all the time, not just to sing, but to to scream out those vocals. That could do some damage. That's why they do vocal training. True, but your vocal cords are still vocal cords. And so, you know, there's a lot of strain from there. So they did not attend. They canceled, what was it, maybe a few days before the show. Uh, we found out that they weren't going to be there. Um, you know, and, and the only thing is you pay for, you know, you pay for your ticket and you expect four bands and they only had three. So um, I don't think they did any refunds. I think they it was just yeah, they, they <laughs> just they just said, Hey, they're not gonna be here. Well, but to be fair, it's a it's They didn't a have merch out either, so it's not like they were trying to get money. Understood, but it, it's a fairly big band, right? So it was a it was a fest. I mean, it's not like it was I mean, he canceled stuff on his own tour and offered refunds. Like that's that's different. That's it's different between headlining versus being a supporting band. So we had just gone to the shine down three days grace from ashes to new concert in Milwaukee a few days prior to that. Uh, we had gone to that on a, what was it? Thursday or Saturday. And then we were back on Thursday. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, th- we were five days later, we were back for this, um, for this show and we sat in different seats. So for shine down, we were, if you're looking at the stage left of the stage on the side, uh, we got that perspective. This one, we were we were on the main floor, back by the sound booth, and we got a completely different perspective. Um, and it was set up a little differently. The stage was a short, you know, regular stage rather than a an elongated stage like like Shine Down had. So um, we had a little different perspective of that. So uh, that said, uh, if you haven't heard our interview with Dorothy, go back and listen to that. Uh, we got a chance to catch up with her after her set. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but she was the first to go. Um, now this is a bonus episode. Uh, since Ryan's not here, we're going to, we're not going to do first three and we're not going to do any reviews of, uh, any liquor or whiskey. So we'll jump right into it. But, uh, so Dorothy got on and she, um, what were your initial thoughts as far? Cause we'd never, neither of us had ever seen her perform live. What were your initial thoughts? It was loud. <laughs> You think the whole thing was loud or just yeah. her set was loud? Well, hers too. I mean, she has a really strong voice. So. I think the, my biggest takeaway from her was she performed like any other um, A-list female lead vocalist on any other A-list female-led band out there. I don't have anything to speak on because I haven't seen anybody <laughs> else really. I've seen, no, that's not true. I've seen Taylor Momsen, but... That was a long time ago. You know, I've seen Evanescence. Um, Now, she's no Amy Lee. Obviously, Amy's been doing it a long time. But she commanded the stage. She did a great job. I think her band, her supporting band, was was really good. But if you listen to her on the album, she's no different in live. I mean, her voice is as good as it is on the album. Sometimes it doesn't translate. Um, I know that there are, are, are some artists out there that when you listen to them live, they don't sound anything like they do on the album. Um, I could name a few, but I'm not going to, she was one of those where you just, you heard it on the, you heard it on the, you know, you listen to it and you go, Oh, okay. That's Dorothy. And then she's up there singing it and you're like, wow, she's got a very powerful voice. Um, I think because falling in reverse wasn't there, they were going to, each band was going to do a couple extra songs that gave her a chance to do, uh, some extra songs. And she was up there for a while. 
did a great job. Um, anything other than loud that you could, any other feedback that you can, I mean, she saved uh, gifts from the Holy Ghost for last, I believe. I can't remember what she did last. But, um, you know, there was a lot of people in the audience that did know her music. Um, and it's not like your typical warm-up band. The place was pretty full by the time she went on stage. Not as full as the other concert, but yeah, it was still pretty it full. It was still pretty full for a warm-up band, um, especially for a band like Dorothy, who may not be as popular as From Ashes to New. Um, and so she got up there, and people were singing along. And I got a chance to talk to the people in the merch booth later on, and all of her stuff was almost sold out. So people, not only did they show up and listen to her, but they you know, spent their money to, to, to buy shirts because they liked what they heard. Um, so the uh, next band to go on was Beartooth. Mm-hmm. So you're a big Beartooth fan. Yes. Um, we both listen to them. Uh, I enjoy a lot of their stuff. Um, but I'm going to let you handle this one because you you know you know Caleb and you know you you follow those. We didn't guys. even talk about meeting Dorothy. Oh, back up. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I mean, I thought that's what you're alluding to this whole time, but. So let's let's back up then. So before the event, uh, I had been in contact with her people, uh, and they said, here's the um, tour director or the tour manager's cell phone number. Get in contact with him. I did uh, the day of the concert. He said, hey, just when you get here, um, we'll figure out a time to, to do it either before or after her set. Um, I said, I'm sure after her set makes more sense, but you know whatever you guys want to do, let us know. And then he texted me back later on and said, yeah, let's do it after the set. He said, text me, you know, about 15 minutes after the, after the set and we'll, we'll get set up. I did that. Um, we ended up waiting uh, maybe a half an hour or so because the tour manager is actually for the whole tour. It's not just, not just for her. Um, and so he had to get everything off the stage, get everything on the stage for Beartooth. Um, and then he said, okay, we'll come pick you up by the sound booth and bring you back. And we were able to spend a few minutes with her, you more so than me. Um, what were you, what were your initial, rea- you know, what's she your takeaway? She smells away? great. <laughs> okay. She does. She's like, I'm sorry I smell. I'm like, you smell amazing. I don't know what you're talking about. I can't even smell that you just performed for 45 minutes. And if you want to know what she looks like in person, I mean, if you've seen photos of her, but, you know, standing next to two regular individuals, um, go on our Instagram page and, uh, at play it loud, uh, podcast. And we've got a picture of meeting her backstage. Um, we did bring her a, uh, a frame signed, uh, lithograph, uh, of play it loud podcast. And, uh, we also got her a custom beanie play it loud podcast beanie. Um, she seemed like she appreciated it. I, I'm, I'm sure she's going to keep it in her stuff, but um, we wanted to, to thank her for coming on and doing the interview with us. And you got a chance to talk to her a little bit more and take some selfies with her. Um, and I figured, you know, the two of you could probably spend that time versus, you know. Well, I don't think you realized I walked away right away either. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. And then you were over there talking to her. I'm like, well, where the hell did the she go? Yeah. So you went back there. Now, the one thing that you forgot to do, yeah. Was what? What I said we were going to do in the podcast. Mm-hmm. I brought it. Yeah. I blanked out. You I can't, a, I can't be held responsible for any of this stuff. Um, and what is the phrase? Don't let the demons get you down. Yeah. 
So we'll get we'll get back in touch with her and get that done. Um, so a bear tooth started did, right, literally like almost right after we got a drink. Right after that, yeah, we got a drink and walked in there. So take us through it. Take us through the set. Um, also very loud. <laughs> um, Shirtless. Yeah, but that's not a surprise if you follow them on any socials. I mean, it's kind of how you expect Johnny to walk out without a shirt on. Like, Caleb doesn't really wear shirts. <laughs> um, Started with devastation? I, yeah, I guess. I. It takes a minute to adjust to the hearing when you go back in there. Because um, it's so quiet. We were out in the uh, BMO Harris Lounge, and it's pretty quiet in there. And then you go into the, the arena, and it's really loud. You missed a lot of their set, actually. Um, you missed a good chunk of the uh, some of my favorite songs by them. Which is why I'm having you bring us through it. Uh, what else should I? I mean, it was a it was a good show. I thought it was good. Um, people were really hyped about him. Um, he also kind of commanded the stage and you know got people engaged more so than I've seen more recently with some bands. So that was nice. Even if it was just to say fuck you and, you know, like do whatever he said to do. He had a lot of crowd interaction, crowd singing. He and wanted, everybody to, get, he knew wanted it. to get them engaged. Yeah. Everybody knew him. I mean they have a lot of similar like I guess the stuff they were doing with the crowds was very similar, so it wasn't hard to do. Um but a lot of people knew them, so it wasn't it wasn't an issue. He had everybody. It was the singing. first time you'd seen them, first time yeah. I've seen them. Um, you know, I, I really like Riptide. Um, so they did, I'm just going through the set list here, Devastation, Sunshine, um, Beaten in Lips, In Between, then they went into, uh, then they went into Riptide. I think Riptide was, they did a really good version of it. See, I got like, everybody at the show was like, oh, you know, they were actually really good. And like some people hadn't heard of them. The people next to us didn't know them, but a lot of people said they were really good and I did talk to um, one of my friends after the show and her boyfriend's a fan of Beartooth and he's like oh I don't think they're that good live and I'm like but they were like you can't really judge the screaming versus him singing um, and it's the difference between video versus being there you know yeah actually I'm wrong they did uh, devastation disease body bag sunshine the lines beaten in lips bad listener in between you never know hated riptide the past is dead that was a good song as well and the last riff. Most of these are all on my <laughs> workout playlist. So, I mean, I thought they were, if you don't know them and you don't know the words, it's a little hard to follow sometimes, um, especially when he's screaming a little bit, what the words actually are. If you listen to Octane, you'll probably know most of the set. <laughs> but, like, Sunshine's really heavy, right? It's That's really like, good, though. It's a really heavy song. Um, and if you're not a fan of screaming, it's probably not the song for you. But then towards the end of the set list, where you have Riptide and The Past is Dead, if you've, again, listened to Octane, you're going to know those two, and you're going to be able to sing along. And so here again, I think a lot of people walked into the show for Disturbed, got a chance to experience Beartooth. I don't know, because I've seen a lot of the Sunshine merch from that show, even after the show. A lot of it was sold out before they went on tour. Like... Well, because they recently got the Sunshine stuff as soon as mm -hmm. they, they kind of have their singles and then they make merch around it. Like Riptide was their most recent merch set. Um, but like when I went to the Atreyu show, like people were wearing that shirt at the concert. The Sunshine shirt? Yeah. Mm. And like Beartooth shirts and stuff. And I was like, 
It's a small world. Mm. Little old McHenry. <laughs> so I would say, so let's, let's go back. He also did, um, during the set, they did like a closing out Caleb play the guitar um, mm-hmm. and then for a while printed over yeah. to where we were, where the sound booth was and stood on top of the sound boxes and, and was playing guitar. Playing guitar. And well, that was a pretty cool moment. People were going ape shit. Right. That was a pretty cool moment. And you got to see him up close. Yeah. You know, well, I, I don't have the best vision, but like <laughs> it was funny. He was having a good time. He was joking around with the sound guys while he was doing it. You know, you can tell he's a guy that genuinely loves his, his career and yeah. loves performing. I mean, they're in the middle of a tour too, so they've been playing all these festivals in between their headliner, and I'm pretty sure they're going to like Germany or something soon. So they are out of Columbus, Ohio. They've been around since 2012. They've got four studio albums. Uh, they've also released some non-album singles. Um, obviously, Caleb is the um, frontman on vocals. Uh, Zach and Will are on guitars, and the rhythm section consists of Oshi on bass and Connor on the drums. Um, I thought all of the guys in the band did a really good job. Like, I sometimes you can poke holes in a in a band's performance and say, okay, well, maybe they didn't have a great bassist, or they didn't have a great guitarist, or the guitarist was a little too, you know, happy and got you know way off track, or the vocalist uh, he was pitchy, or the you know the drummer wasn't the best. I think. Overall, you looked at that whole set. There wasn't a really, there wasn't a hole in in their band. They everybody was pretty solid. Would you agree? So, so let's let's. So we've got three bands that we're going to review here. Go back to Dorothy for a second. Mm. Would you, uh, scale at A to F? What would you have rated her performance? Like, are we doing plain solid letters? Yeah. Well, like, or like A plus A A minus B plus. A. Yeah, was, I'd give it, it an was A. Very too. short. I'd give it an A. I for, think if, for if what, it was... For the time that she had, and she used it well, I think she, I'd give her an A. She also played a lot of some of her older stuff, too, so I was like, eh, you know, I mean, not my favorite songs that she could perform, but I was still like... She did Whiskey River, which I didn't... Which is a nice surprise. Um, but, you know, she, she was one of those bands where you walk in, and even if you don't know her, she's engaging everybody, right? She's trying to engage the crowd, and even if they don't know her, there's that energy. And then here comes Beartooth, and they've got the same energy, right? And then I think there was a, so what would you give Beartooth? Also an A. Would you? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd probably give them, yeah, maybe an A-. minus. Well, um, you're not as big of a fan of them as I no, am, I so just, I might be a little more biased to that. But. So when you're, when you're, to me, if you're headlining a tour, you do whatever you want. When you're part of a festival like that or a special you know, and they concert, performed like three festivals together. I, I you, know, you probably want to do a little more mainstream stuff, maybe a little less of the and and I don't mind it, you know, a little less of the screaming and maybe a little and maybe all the guitar stuff and maybe that's just their their deal. Maybe that's just how they perform. Um, but some bands and you know we've been to some concerts where. It's one song after the other, after the other, and they just go into the next one, and they go into the next one, and they go into the next one. And they didn't really do that. They had some downtime in between. So the only reason I give it an A minus is just I think it could have been a little crisper. Um, and then there was a there was a, a pretty big lag between Beartooth and Disturbed. There was a good half an hour probably before between those two going on. Um, probably because they had so much stuff 
or Disturbed? So Disturbed got their uh, got their start in Chicago. Um, it's not really a homecoming per se because they are going to be back in Chicago in what is that August? Um, we're going to that show with Breaking Benjamin. Um, but their drummer Mike is from Milwaukee or the Milwaukee area. They've been around since 1994, so they've been doing this a long. They're older than time. I am. <laughs> um, and so uh, Dave's on the vocals, Dan's on guitar, John's on bass. Uh, they are a um, uh, heavy metal band. They have got eight studio albums. They started releasing their albums in 1997. They started out with "Hey You." I thought that was a pretty good opener for for this show. They could have done a lot of different songs. That got the crowd really into it. Now I don't the, think it would have mattered what they opened up with personally because of how many people were there for them. Did you notice that between? When when Dorothy and Beartooth was up was up there, the arena was probably eighty percent full. But by the time Disturbed came on, you couldn't move in that place. It was one hundred percent full. It's the people that only go for one band, and which the I don't energy understand. in that place seemed to just kind of go from kind of you know medium to high to super high. Like that curtain dropped, they came out, and you could just feel the energy rise in that building. And, you know, 17,000 people were on their feet, and it was pandemonium. And uh, they got him going with, with, with Hey You. Um, had a good light show, I think. Uh, it wasn't... Blinded it, me a couple times. Yeah, but, but it wasn't too bad. Like, some of these bands now have these, these really awkward lights behind them, and they flash all the time, and you can barely see the band. I think they did a good job. Um, came out in a trench coat. That had to be hot as hell. I don't well, know. He took it off only like two songs later. <laughs> um, so, and then they got into, let's see here. Looking at their set list here. Give me one second. So they went into Stupefy. 10,000 Fists was pretty cool because I've got a video of it. And, you know, you see everybody in the crowd. No, we're, we're towards the back of the arena. And you just see 10,000 Fists in the air pumping it to that song. That was pretty cool. Um, then they went into a song called Prayer. Are you ready? That was a good song. Um, Bad Man. He even said, we haven't done this song too much on tour. We really were looking forward to doing this song. They sang it. It's one of their newer um, releases off their album. Uh, let me go back here for a second. They did, uh, let's see here. Yeah, they did. They did. They did. Bad man, and then the vengeful one, a reason to fight. Land of confusion came up. I on it. I mean, I'm a big Genesis fan, but I think that version of Land of Confusion is better than the original. You agree? Yeah, I mean, I didn't know it was not an original. I apparently <laughs> haven't really gotten around, but they have a couple of covers, so I'm not surprised. Then they went into the game, and then they did the sound of silence. I, like, I'm not a big fan of that song. I'm not either. I went, I went and got a drink during that song. I, I just, I only recorded it for for Todd. Yeah, I, so. I'm just not a big fan of that song. And it's not a bad song. It's just I don't enjoy the song. And it was so popular when I was growing up. And like, I know it's it, it's everyone's favorite version of that song. So I'm not gonna like 
Like, if I had to listen to it from anyone, I would listen to their version. But I just, it, I'm not a big fan of it. It's fine. A lot of people really loved it. I just, I'm not one of those people. Never really have been. Then they went into Indestructible. I like the song. I like Indestructible. I like that song. It's a good song. Um, then they went in and played The Light. And then Unstoppable. Unstoppable's off their new our album. Uh, that's a really good song. They did some songs and they did them well and got in the, got the crowd, you know, going, they had some lulls like sound of silence. They brought it down. Um, in between all of that, he started talking about, and they had a, um, and I'm trying to remember when they did it, uh, in, in the whole set. Um, but he started talking about the video boards. Uh, the video boards had suicide prevention, uh, information on them. And one of the things that he said, and maybe he said it at every one of his concerts uh, on this tour, I don't know, but he said it at this one and he said, you know, a couple months ago, he was thinking about taking his own life. Well, he was battling addiction. And just recent, but just recently he was thinking about ending it all. There was an audible gasp in the crowd, obviously. Um, But I think that was a moment of very, you know, he was very vulnerable in that moment. One of the other things that they talked about, and by the way, it's, it, it takes a lot of courage to, to say that, whether it was real or not. I mean, I, you know, you take him at his word. I think everybody who thinks a superstar has no demons, doesn't have any mental you know, issues, um, is happy just because they have a lot of money and a lot of fame, that's probably a misnomer in a lot of cases. I mean, you're a, health, you're, you're a mental health professional. There's regular people that have problems. I can't imagine if you're a celebrity, it's any different. It's chemistry. Why do you think, so from your perspective, from a mental health perspective, why do you think celebrities, you know, with all the money they have and all the fame that they have and, you know, everybody thinks, oh, they have it all. And even if they have it all, why do they still have these emotional or mental issues if they quote unquote have it all? Well, I think that's a stupid phrase anyway. Um, What, have it all? Just assuming people have a good life because they have what you don't. I mean, there's a lot of things that come with fame and money that we don't experience because we don't have it. It doesn't make life easier. If anything, you're more scrutinized. You're, You're, you know, there's people that use you for money. There's people that use you for fame. There's societal expectations there's hollywood expectations there's the music industry's expectations you look at artists and 90 percent of them have some kind of addiction or mental health issues i mean nobody's safe from it it's your brain you can't change the way your brain is unless you physically alter it do you think they put the pressure on themselves or is pressure from the fans everyone it's everything they do it to themselves they do it because they're pressured from outside sources it's not he started talking about um, people thought they're a satanic band. Yeah. And he's like, look, I don't even, this is his quote, and maybe I'm paraphrasing, but I, I think it's pretty close to his quote. He goes, I don't even recognize Satan. He's like, I don't even think about him. He says, you know, you can think what you want. He says, but when we mention the demons and we mention hell and we mention all of that, those are the demons that we're fighting inside, not actual demons, not actual Satan. He says, I would challenge you to, you know, prove me wrong on that type of thing. Again, I'm paraphrasing, but, and I thought that was a very interesting take on it because there's a lot of people that would look at that band and say, yeah, I get it. They have, 
they have this um, caricature or a caricature, if you will, on their album covers that has, you know, glowing eyes and all of that. But he's like, look, it just represents the demons that we're fighting in all of us. And I just thought it was an interesting way to bring that up in a large venue because people might look at that and say, yeah, maybe they are a satanic band. I mean, Milwaukee, Wisconsin is not exactly the most republic, but, you know. <laughs> But you look at but you look at what he was saying and it makes a lot of sense. And I just I, I think I took a different perspective on the band after that. Um, because you have your doubts. You look at it, you look at some of the songs and like the, the lyrics from Down you know, Down with the Sickness. I mean, you could you could try to analyze that song and figure out what that really means, but again, he's talking about the, the demons that everybody's fighting. Especially him. You know, and usually they're writing from their own experience. He actually gave that speech at another fest and started crying when he talked about all the guys that he missed in the industry that he mm -hmm. was friends with. So, like, when he was talking about Chester and... Uh, Chris Cornell. The guy from Foo Fighters, like, all these different guys. He was like, I just missed them all. Mm. He's, he, he cried did. during one of the concerts. I saw an article about it. Well, it was just like when Brett Smith was out there for Shinedown talking about, you know, we love each and every one of you. And, and his message is very similar. Like, look... He's, I think he's, correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, Dave stood up there and said, if anybody here is fighting an addiction or if you have depression, I think that was a big, big thing for him was, if you're fighting depression or you have any type of a demon, raise your hand. And I think 90% of the people in that place raised their hand. And he said, now look around you and somebody else is fighting the same battle that you are. You are not alone. And you know better than I do because you've had the training here, but I would assume that people who commit suicide feel like they're completely and utterly alone and they have no way out and no one's going to understand what they're going through when that's probably the furthest thing from the truth. There's, you know, people a stones throw away that is going through the same thing that they are and, or could be going through the same thing that they are, maybe a little variation of it, but they're not alone. And so that's why these suicide prevention hotlines are available. I mean, you, you did some of your internship with the suicide prevention line. It was yeah. a volunteering, but yeah. Yeah, but um, what kind of people would you get calling? Was it the same? I wasn't there a lot, so I can't really say it was one way or another. But, I mean, it was just people sometimes that just wanted to talk. Some people were like, yeah, I want to hurt myself, but... A lot of people were regulars and just wanted to talk. Is it the people who are the loudest that probably won't take their life and the people who are the quietest tend to tend to take their life? Or is it's it there's just random? It's everything. Mm. So that that was right in the middle of the, the, the set or maybe a little more than halfway through. Um, so he had done that. And then um, after Unstoppable, they did Stricken. Um, actually, they the, I think Unstoppable was... The first song they did off the uh, encore, if I'm not mistaken, and then stricken, and then this was a twist. I I didn't expect this, and maybe it's not happened at every show, but he started talking to the to the audience, and he said, "Hey, there's a guy down in the audience. He's been showing his phone the entire time, saying, you know, get me up on stage, and I want to sing with you." And he asked the guy, "Do you know the lyrics?" to this song he said yes i do and they did down with the sickness which i thought was very interesting that's probably it was better live than it is on my phone i will say <laughs> on my phone it's a little like because he's kind of off in the beginning um mm. compared to the band so he's a little off 
but I was like listening to the videos that night and I was like, it, I think it definitely sounded better in person than it did on video, but I'm, I'm happy that the guy got an opportunity to do his thing. He was from Chicago, mm-hmm. you know, he was repping whatever he was doing, but it just, it wasn't, it wasn't So I'm not going to play very much of this, but this is what you're talking about. Let's see if I can get this, if I can get this going here. Give me a second here. I'm trying to get the, uh, I'm trying to get the sound. And it's not letting me have the sound. So I don't know why it's not, but, um, oh, maybe because I'm not playing it through here. Let's try this. All right, let's 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 back that up. So as soon as people heard this, they lost their mind. Well, everybody knows this song. Now that guy that's screaming is the guy from Chicago. It's not Dave. And if you look, and if you watch this video on YouTube, I'll give the guy the credit. Uh, Midwest Concert Collection. So. I thought this was a real, it surprised me that they went this direction. And then it also surprised me how good it was. I mean, it you know, so, I mean, you can hear in the beginning, in this video, it's a little off, like you said, and then it gets, it gets into sync. So we'll just, we'll leave it there. But if you go on YouTube, you'll see a video of it. Um, it was posted a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's Disturbed Down With A Sickness, Fan Joins, Guest Vocals, and it's Midwest Concert Collection. Uh, he's got about 10,000 uh, subscribers. So um, I, I thought that was a very interesting way to do that song. Kind of like how Nickelback brings up a couple fans but for But they Rockstar. never know the song. No, they <laughs> it don't. It makes but, me so mad. But, so this guy did, and it was really good. Do you know how many really Nickelback good. shows we've sat through that they don't know the lyrics? Both people, they Not bring only up. that, but the lyrics are literally right there on the screen. They have two monitors on the stage, and all they have to do is look down and, and sing How do you the not know the lyrics to Rockstar? It's been out for like 20 years. Well, I guess the bigger question is, <laughs> how could you go up on stage not knowing because the lyrics? Because you want to be close to the band. Yeah, but then you look like a complete fucking idiot. Hey, that's their problem, I guess. <laughs> it's probably true. Uh, and so that was the second to last song, and then they ended with Inside the Fire, um, Which not one of, left for. Yeah, not one of my favorite songs. Uh, so we were like, okay, let's let's get out of here. There's you know seventeen thousand people that are pouring out so of here, <laughs> and you did, and uh, and, and it was that, get, and oh, it was a, and it was a late night. That and, was the vomit, and yeah. it was a, it was a Thursday. Both had to work on Friday, so um, so but going back to the arena, uh, you know, and and if you want to to get a pretty in depth uh, review of this particular. Um, this particular one, it's metalplanetmusic.com. Uh, this guy, uh, Greg Hamill, he did a review on this particular, um, concert and he goes through and does a really good job of, of detailing everything. Um, there's some photos on there. You can see he lists all the set lists and he gives his, his two cents in there. Um, but you know, going back to the five server arena, it's one of my favorite places to go watch a band now. Because the it's anti a, ends I had hit so different. <laughs> well, it's I had the so chick, good. I had the Chick Fil A in in at Shine Down, and then I didn't have any food this time around. Um, one of the things I did want to mention about the Five Serve Arena was they have all the merch people there, and Ryan and I have been talking about 
merch and the five to twenty percent commission that they have to pay on that and how ridiculous it is and just buy from the bands online. And I got a chance to talk to one of the ladies that heads it up and she said, look, here's what happens. They bring, they have one person like these big concerts come through and they have one person that brings all of the merchandise in and they, they sign it all in, they do all their counts and these ladies go and sell it, you know, in all the different merch booths. And then they come back at the end of the night, they do their count, they figure out how much it is, and then they get paid a commission. These ladies or men that are selling the shirts, they get paid a commission. And it kind of makes sense, the way she was describing it to me, it kind of makes sense for then the bands to, on these bigger concert venues, to pay that commission because they couldn't possibly sell the amount of merchandise that is being sold if they just well, had one like guy doing it. there was three stations to get merch? There was one outside. And then the two inside. There was two inside, but then there was another one. There's another one on the backside. It's a really small one, she said, and there might be a fourth one or a fifth one. So there was at least four stations that they manned. Uh, and, I, you know, I asked her, I said, do you come here for all the shows? They do all the events. And sometimes if they have a band that they like, they get to sneak in. So this in. is where you went for the entire birthday. I was having, I was having literally a 15-minute converse, 15 conversation with this woman. because You I like wanted to, weren't coming back. I'm like, what? I wanted to find dead? out really what was going on with the merch. And so she was telling me how Dorothy sold really well and Beartooth had almost sold out of all their stuff. And She did like my shirt, by the way. She gave a look to the t-shirt and she was like... <laughs> well, because you were wearing your Dorothy shirt. Yeah. Well, it wasn't sold there either. So Which, she knew right. that you had bought it. I was wearing, well, I wasn't wearing one, but I bought one that you could buy at the merch booth, but we also got you one that you can't buy at the merch booth. Um, you could only buy it on on uh, Dorothy's website. And Dorothy does her, she was explaining to us, she does her merch a little differently, right? In her interview, she was saying that she gets an upfront amount from the merch people and then they sell her merch and they recoup their cost. I, I don't know how these bands do it, but they had a lot of merch, they had a lot of t-shirts. There they was a lot. I mean, it was kind of the same as the last concert. I mean, the the opening acts usually have so little, and then the other two just have like a shit ton. <laughs> but so. Dorothy had, I think, at least three shirts. Um, and then Beartooth had at least two shirts, a sweatshirt, a bandana. They didn't have a bandana. It was a bag. Oh, was it, was it? The I thought it was a bandana. bandana. Um, and then Disturbed, I thought they were going to have a little more merch than they did. I think they had four or five shirts, maybe a sweatshirt in there, long sleeve. The long sleeve was nice. I just don't buy long sleeve. I think I would have preferred the long sleeve in a short sleeve, but I didn't end up getting a shirt that I'm night. sure they didn't have, like, their merch they're bringing on tour. So this tour was a little different than the one they're doing in, in August. It's a different mindset. It's called something different, so they might have completely different shirts, I'm hoping, in August. Um this one was really supporting their latest album. Um, whereas the next one I think is just more of a random, you know, we're, we're putting toge uh, together a tour with, um, I think Bad Wolves is on that tour for a little bit. And then um, Breaking Benjamin is there for the, you know, as the second act. And so that's going to be a good show. Um, so then what would you give Disturbed? I would give them a solid A. I, I, again, it's the first time I'd ever seen them. They did a it was straight terrific A's for job. Me, honestly, yeah, that show was really good. I think you can tell they were they've been around since 1994, though. <laughs> like, they're very polished. Very polished, almost to the point of like too polished. You know what I mean? Like, like it, almost more than like Shine Down. Very is. much produced. Yeah. Right. Where Shine Down, but he engages, so I can't complain. You have bands well, that are super polished, but don't like, engage. 
you feel like you're sitting down next to them and 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 they're playing for you. Whereas this is very casual. Is Disturbed is very like produced. Upbeat, it's a very like, pro- produced show. It's a big production, um, which there's nothing wrong with that. And it was just kind of shocking. To some degree, to I prefer that in some cases because then the guys aren't getting off. It's like it's like Nickelback. Nickelback is a very produced show. They get up except track, for the fact that Chad just. Talks there was one lot. show that they literally were like threatening to shut out, turn off the lights because he was talking for so long and he didn't want to leave. They get fined. So here's the deal. I found this out as well. They get fined for every minute they go over. Mm-hmm. They get fined, yeah, which is why they have to. It. I think Taylor Swift got fined as well when she girl, was, home girl can afford it. Well, <laughs> okay. I know, but, but two thousand dollars. She was in Nashville and it seat. was a rainstorm, and she went over by quite a bit. I think she had to pay somewhere in the neighborhood of a hundred and fifty thousand dollar fine. But when you're making that much money, as and you have that you. many fans I would coming do to it. your show, what are those eighty thousand people or something? And I like would 20, sacrifice the ten thousand dollars to play an extra like five minutes. So, but that's why they have they have very strict regiments because they get fined. So. Um, I would give the, the the so it was Hogfest 2023 just for the record. Um, They've had really good lineups the last couple of years. And the so. Hog is a last local year was God's station. Yeah, so if you look at all the lineups that they usually do, they're really good. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do next year. Now that it, we know about it. Now that we know about it, and we're going to go back up and 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 that's a really good venue. We bought and it's these not tickets back in like November. Yeah, they like announced October, it. November. They announced it in the fall. We bought the tickets right away. Um, well, but it's not that far from it us. It took a little bit. Hour and twenty minutes, maybe, to get up there. Uh, so it's sort of by Chicago. Um, so Close solid day. So. Solid day. The whole concert was a straight A for me. <laughs> I, I would say that I enjoyed the Shine Down, uh, Three Days Grace, and From Ashes to New just a little more, only because I'm more familiar. Yeah. With Shine Down, like I know Disturbed. I, I know, and I, I listen to a lot of their, their right. Songs. I listen to it's a lot just, of their music. It's just I'm a I I happen to be a really big fan of Shine. And also, it was the first time we saw them too. So and it's I was not like, really looking forward to Three Days Grace. So of the two concerts, I would say Shine Down that that concert had the edge by a little bit, but this one didn't disappoint. And by the way, getting to meet Dorothy and looking at everybody who was like, "Who the fuck are those two people with Dorothy?" That was kind of a cool moment too. So um, shout out to Dorothy. Thanks for uh, taking a few moments. Uh, to catch up with us, and uh, we really appreciate you being on the podcast. Again, if you haven't heard that episode, uh, go back, listen to our uh, our interview with uh, with Dorothy, and um, this concert got an A. Anything else? Mm-mm. No? All right. Uh, be sure to check us out uh, on TikTok, at Play It Loud Podcast, on Instagram, at Play It Loud Podcast, and on Facebook, at Play It Loud Podcast. See you next time.